You're listening to The Real Reese. Before we get started, let me talk about the sponsor for today's episode, Liquid IV. Now, you guys don't know what Liquid IV is. Liquid IV is the category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being and their hydration multiplier is the one product that you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and you get two times faster hydration than water alone. So you can use it first thing in the morning before a workout, uh, when you just feel run down and tired or out there a long night out. Even on long flights, whatever the case may be, you can just use one stick and you will get replenished a thousand times faster than just water alone. Now here recently, I've been getting back into shape as you guys have seen, um, but I didn't want to go back to using those energy powders and protein powders that I used to use, mostly because they make me really jittery, uh, make me makes me itch a little bit, my skin feels really tingly to the touch, and I do not like that sensation. So I've been looking for some other alternatives and Liquid IV has answered that call for me. And what I love the most about Liquid IV in comparison to my older products is that that feeling of the, the jitteriness and the tingly feeling is just completely eliminated. There is no more of that, yet it provides the same amount of energy and it also has five essential vitamins, uh, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. All of which is not available in those other products. Um, They also have three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, so more than your Powerade and Gatorade, and they are made with premium ingredients. Um, They have 12 great flavors. Some of those include sea berry, which is new, strawberry lemonade, grape, lemon lime, pina colada, tropical punch, watermelon, etc., uh, my favorite of the new flavors is this new flavor called Golden Cherry. Um, have not heard of that before, but it was really good. It's like this nice blend of, it, it tastes like mango and cherry kind of put together. Uh, whatever it is, it tasted amazing. It's definitely my favorite of the, the flavors that I've been introduced to. So if any of that entices you, I have a really cool offer for you. You can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TheRealReese at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TheRealReese at liquidiv.com. And now we return to our scheduled program. Welcome to my podcast, The Real Reese. My name is Reese, and I'll be your host on every single one of these episodes. And it has been quite a while, but here we are. We're back with another episode, and I'm joined with a good friend of mine, Mr. Jordan from J Cards Arts over there on YouTube. How are you doing today? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be back on the podcast. Oh, yeah, man. We're happy to have you. We You said the last time that you had to come back after, you know, we we watched some more spooky stuff over the, over the last few months. And I'm glad that you have made your way back because, like we said, I love horror stuff. I just have nobody to talk about it with. So it's good to have, yeah. <laughs> to have somebody to talk about it with now. <laughs> yeah, I'd been, I've been needing to do more collaborations because I don't really talk about, like, horror movies, my opinions about certain things with other people too often. Yeah, so. yeah. See, uh, you know what? I wish we, we probably should have just used our cameras and stuff so you can use it for your channel too if you wanted to do that. Uh, I, I could probably add a... That. No, I could probably add like, you know, some sort of image to put over a video. Okay. That might work. I got you. Well, I'll send you the files after this so you can have everything on your end too for you to do awesome. whatever you want to do. Yeah. Oh, sweet. All right, man. So, uh, what we were going to talk about, you know, there's a lot of adaptations that came out a lot of video game movies some anime adaptations coming out soon that you're excited about 
Um, but what are you just excited for in the world of cinema right now? Like, what's your your favorite projects that either just came out or coming out soon or whatever the case may be? I'd say the ones that came out, probably the Super Mario Bros. movie. I've been thinking about it nonstop for the past couple <laughs> months now. Like, I just, I think they handled it, handled it awesomely. I was surprised. Me too. Me too. I I wasn't as nervous as most people was about Chris Pratt being Mario and things like that. I, I always just felt like he was going to do a good job and he did even better than I expected. So that was great. Absolutely. Um, I, yeah. He... Go for it. Go for it. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was saying the rest of the cast, too, as well, not just Chris Pratt. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I mean, there was one voice actor in that entire movie. I can't remember his name, but he did play Cranky Kong. Oh, yeah, I heard that. I heard about and, Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he might have been a smidgen off compared to everybody else. I don't know what mm-hmm. it was about the voice, but uh, he uh, was probably the only nitpick I had when it came to the voice actors. But everybody else I thought was just way better than I was expecting. Jack Black, I already knew was going to do a great job. Yeah, for sure. Definitely my favorite voice in the movie, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, by, by uh, far. Have we heard... Well, I, see, me, I don't know too much about like Donkey Kong and his, his origins. I didn't really play the Donkey Kong games too much, but have we ever heard Cranky Kong talk before like in any other project, or is it just noises and things like that? I know they came out, and this is an odd thing, but I know they came out with like a early 2000s kind of stop motion cartoon for Donkey Kong. I cannot remember too much about it. I feel like Cranky Kong might have been in that at some point, but I can't remember the voice at all. But I feel like this was probably their first attempt at like bringing out his voice. Again, I don't think they really did a lot of the voices throughout most of the games. I played Donkey Kong 64. I played uh, the original kind of old Super Nintendo game, Donkey Kong Country, but I've never really gone yeah. beyond that. Same. I think I've only played the uh, the SNES version. Is it Donkey Kong Country Returns or something like that? Yeah, yeah, something along those yeah. lines. Yeah, that's the only one I've ever played, so I don't I don't know too much about it. Um, but I mean, I I think Cranky Kong sounded like how I would expect him to, even if the voice acting was a little bit, you know, it was a bit different than the rest of the cast yeah maybe maybe it wasn't the voice maybe it was just the way he was going about using the voice maybe that's where i felt it was a little off i've heard that i think he was the biggest complaint um some people complained about was it was it kamek is that his name uh bowser's like right hand man i think some people complained oh that wizard guy yeah i thought it fit i in all honesty same like i said i had no quarrels with the voices yeah you know but people just people like to complain about every single little thing that they you know how people are exactly well people were complaining about like toad for a long time too but i thought toad's voice was also like perfect what Toad was great they they sounded exactly how i expected them to sound all of them (laughs) oh yeah exactly exactly I, I know a lot of people also had an issue with um, Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Peach. Again, like it, she sounded exactly how I would expect Peach to sound. Yeah, I think I well because like in the in the games, like she has a very high pitch kind of voice, mm-hmm. and in the movie, her voice was anything but. It was high pitch in a sense, but it wasn't like over blaring, making your ears bleed high pitch. Yeah, and I guess people I, I, were like. 
Right. Yeah. I, I've also heard people say that they um that her personality is a lot different. Like she's not as elegant and you know Yeah, princessy. not the damsel in distress as yeah. they wanted her to be. Right. Which I, is, I I liked that she wasn't the damsel in distress, if same. I had to be honest. Same. It's like and I've already thought about like sequel ideas, like ideas for the sequel that could work potentially. Go shoot for it. Let's go. Yeah. Throw, throw some some suggestions out there. What's what's up? <laughs> I was I was thinking like the entire movie, they made Luigi more of the damsel in distress than and anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking maybe like because it was an over-recurring theme that Luigi is the scaredy cat. And maybe in the second movie, they can maybe like kidnap Mario and Peach and have Luigi go after them and try to save them. That would be cool. It, it would be different, you know. Yeah, because he wasn't like his own the, chapters in game, so absolutely yeah he wasn't the main focus of the last movie and that was another criticism a lot of people gave like where was luigi throughout the whole movie in a cage come on now it's like yeah well <laughs> in the sequel they might be able to make up for that right um i the best the best suggestion that i saw other than like including more of the lore like you know waluigi wario uh oh uh, yeah get a bigger appearance whatever other than that the biggest suggestion that i saw that i liked was like let mario be the start and then let's branch out into other like this whole Nintendo cinematic universe thing that like kind of lead to a Smash Brothers type of deal at the end. I think that would be cool if they did that. That 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 might be cool. Um, and I'm gonna be honest. I honestly, I'm not sure if I want that. Really? I, yeah, because oh, I, I think I think everything has a shared universe now. Like everything's expected to have a shared universe, and I don't think it's always necessary. Uh, for me personally, I, I get why mm-hmm. people might would love to see a Super Smash Bros. movie. And I, like, by all means, yeah, freak out. That's awesome. That could be awesome if they do it right. But at the same time, I'm I'm like, is but is it, like, completely necessary? I mean, I, I loved how they handled, like, Mario. I thought they handled the whole movie perfectly fine. And I would love more of that stuff. But if we start getting a shared universe, then we're going to expect, like, uh, you know, other characters from Nintendo like Kirby and uh, Link from Zelda and all of them to start mm-hmm. making appearances, kind of like the MCU and the Mario universe. And I'm just kind of okay with having cool Mario movies, honestly. Like, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's because Smash Bros. is like my favorite, one of my favorite video games ever. I think it would just be too cool to just have everybody on screen at once if they did. I know that's a lot of work, and that's something that would be like years and years in the future if they even even decide to go that route. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think I like it, and I would like to see the other characters get movies too. Like, why not have a, a Zelda movie at some point? Or, or yep, I'm or already expecting like a yeah, like a Donkey Kong spinoff maybe next. Mm-hmm. Which should happen. I, I think people speaking of Donkey Kong, people complained about Seth Rogen's voice too. I think I uh, thought it was perfect. I I was worried about it. I was worried about it because I was going in. I'm not a big fan of Seth Rogen personally, but the second he started talking, I'm like, it fits. It. I feel that. Yeah. I think Donkey Kong is a lot more goofy than people give him credit for, so I think it fit too. I think people think Donkey Kong is like this big badass all the time, and I don't think that's the case. No, he's pretty, nah, pretty goofy. Nah. <laughs> he's, he's silly. He's a, he's a, a gorilla who wears a tie. I mean, it's pretty yeah. silly. <laughs> like, And he shoots a coconut gun. I mean, but hey. yeah. I mean, first off, like, I think I think the people who go into the, the Nintendo movies, the only one you should probably take seriously is uh, Metroid and Legend of Zelda. Those are like the only two I can think of that might be very serious, but – 
other than that, there's not really a whole lot of Nintendo properties that should go down a very serious like route, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, me too. Same. And if they do, if they do, like if we walked into this Mario movie and they were like way too serious, I mean, I think the movie would have been terrible. I, I also agree with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only other one that I could possibly think of being somewhat like serious is like Fire Emblem, but who, who cares about I mean, maybe I, people I, do care about Fire Emblem. I, I mean, there's probably a fan base. I certainly wasn't into it myself when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't. I Mario was my go-to. Right. But, From uh, Nintendo, mine was always Pokemon. It's like Pokemon uh, is my favorite franchise of all time. So po- uh, you know, Pokemon. Yeah. What did you think about that Detective Pikachu movie? I I love Detective Pikachu. Like it was so cool to see. Uh, I never, you know, when you're a kid, you always kind of imagine what it would be like to have like hyper realistic Pokemon and what they would look like in real life. And I thought they did it. It's a, it was a bit weird and jarring at first, but when you think about the logistics of what the Pokemon are, I think it was pretty cool. I liked it a lot. They all yeah, look great. The fact that they kept close to what they actually were drawn out to be instead of trying to like make them look realistic and ugly and creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that too. I think that was smart. And I'm excited for uh, the sequel to to it. I think I don't know if it's I don't know what the process is now because of the whole writer strike. I, I hope that it's still like being worked on, but I don't know. But I'm I'm excited for the sequel for sure. Exactly, exactly. I just yeah, fingers crossed that they you know continue <laughs> to go down like a good path with it instead True. of trying to rush things and trying to. I know they just came out with a Detective Pikachu 2 game, so they're probably going to base it off of that. Yeah, they, they announced it. I don't think it comes out for to a little bit later this year, I think. But, I, I well, I think they already started writing it. So, it would, unless they wrote it in, like, synchronization with each other, which I doubt, but I don't I don't know how that would work. I'd imagine right. it would be his own script, maybe. Like, it would be his own separate thing, and then maybe a third movie would be based off of that. But I don't know. Who knows what goes on behind closed doors over there? <laughs> yeah, I think this copyright, this uh, not the copyright strike. I mean, this whole writer's strike thing and the uh, actor's strike that's going on now is just like, it's a lot of things are going to get pushed back. I think even Aquaman 2 was just announced to be pushed back not too long ago. Oh, you run a, uh, you run a YouTube channel. Have you heard that they're like, some things people can't react to right now because they're getting striped because of the, the writers. The writer that would strike. not be surprising. Yeah, that would not yeah. be surprising. <laughs> One of the reasons why I stay away from a lot of like Netflix series like Stranger Things right now, I'm pretty sure is one of those series that's being pushed back quite a mm. lot and things along those lines. It's like it's got it's kind of scary uh, what you react to anymore. I mean, I'm dealing with copyright claims all the time. My Evil Dead Rise reaction was just like copyright claimed and blocked partially. And Scream Six right before that was blocked, and I had to file a dispute. It's it's crazy right now. Oh, they gave you like a they gave you a, a strike on your channel? No, not a strike. Thankfully, okay, I this, think okay. yeah, copyright claims that. But the blockings are what get me. Like when they block the video, right. it's like you no, know, I I pay editors to edit those reactions, and when they just get blocked, you're like, what's the point of doing reactions if you're gonna block them? And I have to pay people to edit them. It's just what a pain in the ass, honestly. Yeah, I feel you. At least you didn't get a strike, though. That would be terrible. Yeah, that <laughs> I was warned. Uh, I actually, one time, and this actually made me stop reacting to the channel overall, um, and it's not their fault. They used uh, copyright claimable music in their video, but I didn't know that. Mm. And uh, I was unaware of it, but then I got a message on my Yahoo that said, 
that this is just a warning, but we're sending your reactions to the studio that made the music in the video, and this could potentially lead into a copyright strike. And it was going to be two copyright strikes. Really? Yeah. That's, bro, that's that's crazy. I've heard other stories of people getting two at a time, and that's just, that's so insane to me. At least it didn't happen, though, so that's good, but... Yeah, that you didn't can happen. Get three, right? Yep, you can only get three, Damn, and then they rem- remove your entire channel, like nothing, like snap of a finger. All that time that you put in your channel can be just taken away with three strikes. So can you can you make a new channel, or are you just done completely? I I did make a backup channel. It's a gaming channel, which doesn't require a lot of copyright claimable content. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually went live on it yesterday. I played with my friend on Call of Duty Cold War. Oh, dope. Yeah, we were killing zombies for about an hour. But what do, you, uh, uh, what do you play on? What console do you play on? I'm an I have an Xbox One at the moment. Okay, so do you, uh, did you play the Quarry? Are you into to games like that? Oh, the Quarry! I do have the game. It was sent to me actually by surprisingly enough one of the people who actually helped um, do the uh, edited and stuff with it. Kind of cool. Oh, cool! I, hey, I speaking of the Quarry, I actually. Um, I was supposed to do an interview with one of the main actresses from the game, but we got caught up with stuff, so it's coming a little bit later this year. But I actually, I also have a little bit of a tie-in with that game as well. <laughs> that's that's hella, that's hella cool. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, haven't I, had a chance to play it yet, probably, so I won't tell you who. I, uh, I played through the first probably 15 to 20 minutes of the game. Oh, perfect. Well, that I, is, that's perfect, because that's yeah. the one that I'm going to interview. That The main girl, Laura, that starts the game off. Oh, that's pretty yeah. neat. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it was a good game from what I was playing and very intense. I uh I just remember the one scene with I think it was Ted Raimi. Mm-hmm. He goes up to the car and he's all creepy, he's like a cop, and that, I remember that. Yes, but I gotta is. I gotta definitely get back into that and beat it for my uh, second channel at some point here soon. I think it's a perfect game for especially the type of content you do on your main channel. It, it's a perfect tie in, honestly. Yeah, that um, the of Chain. I actually had a chance to play test the uh, the Tessie Chainsaw Massacre game, and that was also pretty fun. So they, yeah, they, it comes out with that. next month, I think, for all consoles. Dope, dope, dope. It was um, a, it was a fun game. I think you'll like it. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited because the uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of personally one of my favorite horror films of all time, the original one. Yeah, and oh, I know. I've been to the me. gas station. <laughs> Yeah, I see it on your your outro every time. <laughs> yep, I've been to, I've been to the gas station and what looking at the place on the video game just like I have a, like a whole different like appreciation for that location now. I I'd imagine so. It, I can't even imagine getting to see that in person. I wish I I don't have the funds and I'm not going to well, I probably do have the funds, but I'm just it that's a big like a big trip, you know, for me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um that it would be great to see that in person. I think I also have a new appreciation for it. I, you, that, you I haven't seen it before, but it just like in person before. But that whole movie gives me like nostalgia, even though I was not alive in the seventies by any means. Yeah, uh, I think it's just the eighties, the eighties and seventies. No matter what movie it is, I feel like I'm. It's like there's a layer of nostalgia that comes with it. It's like weird, but it's uh I, same. Yeah, and yeah, but being on that location. And I wish we had better cameras at the time because, you know, that, that always kills me. We made a whole video on it and everything. It was like an hour-long video. But 
having the cameras we did, how crappy quality they were, we, I really wish we had better quality cameras. And I wish I wasn't such a noob at the time on how to like operate a camera. When but, was it? Uh, we went there in 2021. Oh, okay. That's not, not too long ago. No, no. And uh, it's just the, the camera we had was just horrible. <laughs> it Like every time you talked, it had like a weird kind of um, a glitch that was going on with the like the microphone and it was making like a laggy kind of sound. It was absolutely aggravating. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so I feel like we wasted all that footage. But I mean, to have the experience of going there is just another thing completely. It's like, it's cool having the footage, but just to go there and actually walk on the property where Sally Hardesty was chased by Leatherface is crazy. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I can't even imagine, bro. I would, I would love to see that place. I'd imagine that the atmosphere around it also kind of feels Dude, like that movie in a way. Absolutely worth it. It, it. I don't think it's like that. I don't think they charge that much to stay a night. But if you ever go, we watched the movie there, too. We actually got the original movie and watched it in one of the cabins. And, oh, I didn't uh, know it was like that. I thought yeah. it was just a regular. Oh, okay. nope. you can stay the night. Yeah, they have a gift shop and everything. I did not know that. Uh, that's, yeah. that's cool. I'm glad that they're like they're embracing the the culture of it. That's that's dope. I didn't I didn't Absolutely. know it was like that. <laughs> Absolutely. I bought a um I bought a Boris Karloff Frankenstein mask from Trick or Treat Studios there, and I also got a T-shirt and a hat that says the gas station on it. Dope. Dope, yeah, dope, dope, dope. definitely worth the trip, especially if you are a fan of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Everything there feels like it's actually like you're on the movie set. It's pretty, pretty crazy. And they even have a van up front that is from the movie, not from the exact movie. It's like the same type of van, but not the yeah, one I, they I used on the film. Mean. I got you. But uh, it's it was surreal. I think I was nerding out the most out of all the us there. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It was just like one of those things. And it's uh it's actually in Texas, right? Yeah, it's in Bastrop, Texas. Gotcha. Maybe in the future that would be a trip for me. I th- man, the one thing that's that's definitely like on my my top ten list, I would say. But yeah. I really, really, really want to see the um the uh, the old Arno Estate. I really want to see. It oh yeah, yeah. I'm glad you called the old Arno Estate, by the way. Oh yeah, I I think we discussed Both- this last time, but you know I. I, I had contact with um Andrea Perrin back, yep, back when I was younger. Yeah. So I, I always give the house the respect that it the farmhouse the respect that it deserves. It kills me. It kills me sometimes. I'm one of those people, man. I'm like a grump. I'm gonna be an old fucking grumpy guy. <laughs> when they call it the conjuring house. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Uh, you're just doing it feels like cause it feels like they're doing it for clickbait. I hate saying that, but it feels like when you call it the conjuring house, of course you're gonna call it the conjuring house. You knew if you called it the Arnold estate, it wouldn't get you all that many clicks. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just an I guess I'm just a grumpy guy when it comes to that. It's not a big deal, but I I always called it yeah, the old I think Arnold it's a estate. Big deal. Like it's a piece of history. You give it their the their respect. I mean, but it's understandable though, because people don't people not are not as big history buffs as some other people, especially when it comes to things like that. So yeah. they just they call it what they know it as, which is that's understandable. But the people that know the difference between it. Like give it the respect it deserves. Give it, say it's its actual name. If if you know the difference between it, and you know what it's actually called. Call it its real name. I, I, in my opinion, that's what I yeah. would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just that's kind of one of the things I've always done, which is also a big fear of mine because when I start doing paranormal investigations, if I ever do, if I ever get that you know major audience that want to support me on Patreon or membership, uh, I'm hoping to actually go to some of these locations and actually film there. And no. uh, 
kind of give my own spin on a paranormal investigation. I've already said though, if I don't catch anything, that's the video. So be prepared because there might be some boring videos out there, you know? <laughs> hey, that's the way to do it. Keep it genuine. Yeah. I dude, I've already said it many times. Even if I wanted to lie, I mentally couldn't because I would that guilt would just eat me alive and to the point where I'd be like, you know, I did that. But that's just me. Like and mm -hmm. at the end of the day, people, you know, ask me, do you think certain paranormal investigators fake stuff and things along those lines? And I'm like, it's oh, not necessarily. Yeah, like, and they probably do. I always say it's not necessarily my place to say whether they do or not. I mean, if they do, they know they do, and they're going to have to live with that. And, yeah. you know, one day the truth comes out. So, I mean, it can only last for so long if they are faking. Yeah, I, I don't say you. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't say you have to call it out, but it, 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 of course, some people fake it. Like it's sometimes it's like painfully obvious as well. But you know, it's exactly uh, whatever. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I've gotten hate for that. I mean, I've gotten shat on by many people who just are automatically they want to believe everything they see on the internet and. You know, if that's you, that's you. You keep doing what you want to do, but that does not mean mm -hmm. I have to agree with that. You, you know what? It's also, it's a case that people are um, are too emotionally attached to things they watch on the internet as well. They think that if you call something out, for not, it doesn't even have to be offensively, but if you call something out, they think it's like a personal attack, which is almost never the case from what I've seen of you. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't feel like you ever personally go after or say I got, things that. I got <laughs> like I. I already knew. I could feel the tension in the live stream the other day when I went and did a. Uh, I was, you know, those tier list videos people do. Oh, I do those all the time. I love yeah. tier list, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I. I did one. I did one for paranormal investigators on YouTube. Oh, second. You, oh, you live streamed. I have to go watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a members only video at the moment. That's that's fine. I can be a member. That's cool. Well, that's, I appreciate that. The more the merrier. <laughs> but uh, I was, ah, dude, I, okay. <laughs> One of the paranormal investigators that I like, I do like the person. I have nothing against them, but they're not one of my personal favorites. And that is Sam Goldback from Sam and Colby. Right. Oh, yeah. You know and, what? I saw your community post and I think, was that like in preparation of the tier list when you posted who was your favorite? In a, in a sense. Yeah. I wanted to see what other okay. people thought. But I still wasn't going to go back down on my my personal opinion. And mm -hmm. I remember I was doing the tier list and Sam's name came up. And by the way, uh, out of curiosity, has my voice crackled at all? Any during out this live stream? Not that I, I don't No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm just making sure because my microphone does that sometimes. Oh, no, you're but, good. No, no. But I was, I was ranking all of them. And I was doing it like S, A, B, C, you know how it is. Mm -hmm. And I gave Colby Brock who I actually really like as a paranormal investigator, I gave him an S. I gave Ooh. Sam Goldback a, a high B. And the okay. second I did that, <laughs> I knew, and I, you know, there was comments in the chat and everything. And I get it. You know, I get it. I, if you love a channel, you've been watching them for years. I get it. You don't want to see someone else. You know, I wasn't even slamming them. I wasn't trashing them or nothing, but I did say that, well, the reason why Sam is down this low is because he has done thing in, things in videos that annoy me. You know, right. I was just being honest. Like, yes, if you go, even if I lied, you can go back to my reactions and know I was annoyed in a lot of scenes with him specifically. So I wasn't going to give him an S because there were moments where I've seen Sam be disrespectful to spirits. And I'm not a fan of that personally. Mm -hmm. 
And I it just, he wasn't going to get an S for me. If he got a high B, which I think is high enough. Like I, that's not like a bad grade at all by any means, but people were still pissed that I would even give him a high B. And it's like, you know, you can disagree with me. That's fine. But at least accept my opinion, you know, don't, you don't have to like it. You can accept it though. But they were like, I, I think one person even said, and I don't take it personally, you know, at all, but I, th- one person said like, you know, it, that what I did was a joke and it's like, not necessarily, maybe to you it is, but to me, it makes sense. I get that. Yeah. But when it comes to these, you know, giving your honest thoughts about certain YouTubers, which we can talk about content creators if you want, that's kind of fun. But giving your opinion about certain content creators can be such a risky thing. Yeah. I, I, me personally, I don't, I'm not on YouTube yet. I'm still kind of just confined to my podcast space as of now. I, I am branching out soon. So you wish should, me luck yeah. when that happens. But um, <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a shout out, man. Oh, dude, that'd be that would be very much appreciated. Um yeah. but yeah, I haven't dealt with that yet, but I can imagine that it I mean, I see your comments, I see other people's comments. I when I do, you know, interact sometimes with people about my stuff that I like personally rank and do tier list on i also see those comments like i stream on tiktok a lot and i always do tier list on tiktok and i can see how things are so you know yeah um yeah it it can be tricky yeah (laughs) um but out of curiosity who did you what did you rank um uh elton on the list (laughs) i uh i gave him like a d i think Uh, okay well the only reason i asked you that because you said uh that you didn't sound is sometimes disrespectful to spirits, and I think Elton does that a lot more because he's not the the biggest believer. So that's yeah. why I asked that. I was just curious. I to think, see what you... and well, no, I I'm gonna be honest when I say this. He's done a lot of dickhead things. <laughs> he has yeah, he, like, to his friends too. <laughs> yeah, I I can't stand when he like puts his friends in such like I get why he's doing it, but when you're putting your friends in like such shitty situations, like that whole lighthouse video, first off, he smashed something that wasn't even his property and threw it off the top of the lighthouse. Like who gave you who gave you the right to do that? It wasn't even yours to break unless you did bring it and then you felt you could break it, but it, he never showed any signs of that. And if he did, that would have been faking. Mhm. And I thought that was completely disrespectful. It was a cool looking doll too. Like, yeah, it was probably there to freak people out, but dude, you could tell by the oh, way the doll I looked. That video. Yeah, I it looked that. really well put together. Like some artist put that together. It might have cost a little bit of money, and he just kind of took it and threw it off the top of the lighthouse and shattered it for no other reason besides why not. And I thought that was kind of a dicky thing to do. And then, yeah. you know, the suicide force video, the whole um thing where Kobe and you had a big conversation yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It rubbed me the wrong way because Elton is the only one pushing everybody to go beyond the point, which I personally think if you go out there, you only have one thing on your mind and that is finding a dead body for film. I mean, if you're out there recording, what else are you trying mm-hmm. to do? Right. Mm-hmm. And it just never looks good. I don't know what it is. It's like that one area that if you go out there filming, it just doesn't look good on you either way. Like there was, I watched a recent video. It was done by exploring with Josh and they went out there and uh, in the video, they're mostly ghost hunting, but there were moments where you're kind of like, Hey guys, what are you doing? Why do you have your cameras out? Why are you trying to film that? And yeah. after, I guess after the Logan Paul situation, my whole 
feel, my whole like mindset when it comes to the uh, and it has a proper name. I just call it the Japanese suicide forest because that's kind of what that's the like easiest the thing. Aoki Gahara forest, yes, or something like that. Aoki or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and when he went out there and did that, I'm not sure if you ever watched the full video of of Logan. Yeah. Oh yeah, way back in the day though. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when I was in school and that video dropped. Everybody was talking about it everybody was and i remember watching it on the youtube channel and uh the fact that he was cracking jokes after looking at this guy hanging in a tree it just i blew my mind i was like that is the most sickening and humane thing i think i've ever seen in my life yeah it was crazy and i mean it it just kind of turned my stomach so much that every time i see someone go out there i just don't think it looks good on anybody I would avoid that place at all costs, especially after that Logan Paul situation. Mm-hmm. But I've even said like the, the farthest I would go would be that rope. The second it says, you know, when you cross here, this is pretty much where it gets dangerous. I would not go beyond that. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much my stance too. Like I've, I'm always in the middle on things on, on pieces of history, you know, because yeah. as sad as it is and what happens in there, it is still like a, uh, it's a piece of history, so I, I'm always on the line about stuff like that, like with the farmhouse, the Ohio estate, with the forest. Even like here recently, um, I've I've been as obsessed with the Titanic, and then you know the whole submarine thing happened. Yeah. So even with that, some people really think that going to visit the Titanic or trying to bring the Titanic up to conserve some of it is like really disrespectful to the people that die, and I agree in a sense but from the other side of me that's like really obsessed with the history of it i think it would be really cool to have like a a piece of it stored somewhere if we could we can't because it's so like decrepit down there at this point yeah but um but if we could i would be one of the people that, that's kind of like advocating towards that and I, I i do think it's disrespectful in a way to the people that died there but it's also a piece of history too so i'm always in the middle on things like that um it it just depends. I see both sides of it for sure. With the I think, suicide forest, I, I don't think you should go there to record past a certain point, like you said. Yeah, past the yeah. Because let's be let's be real. The reason why, I mean, it's in the title of the. It's literally called the Japanese suicide forest. Like, mm-hmm. if you go out there, you should be completely aware of what goes on beyond that point. And if you're aware of it, why are you recording? Right. Like that you're invading people's privacy when you do that. I mean, if they are out there and they are deceased, I mean, you are invading that person's privacy, kind of like the Logan Paul situation. The guy literally went up to that body, blurred out, at, like he blurred out the face, but it wasn't to the point where he could not recognize who the person was. And I don't, I don't know if I ever saw that version yeah, of it. Yeah. I'm not going to, but uh, <laughs> it's sickening. It's sickening. And the fact that everybody saw it, most of everybody who saw it, crazy and and that the like he, i remember when after he saw it he started cracking jokes with his friends and talking about how like they saw a dead body and they were like even playing some happyish music like they accomplished a goal it was crazy i was like what are you doing yeah young and dumb man yeah you know. it was i think dumb was an understatement for him i mean he kind of <laughs> dude he kind of still is not a great human being even now yeah i see I, I actually like Logan. He oh, okay. does some very stupid things, some very questionable things. Like the whole scamming thing is pretty pretty dumb. 
Yeah, I heard um, he hasn't. But, he still hasn't uh, refunded anybody for that. Yeah, he hasn't. So things like that and the, the whole forest incident, you yeah. know, that's it's bad. But his other stuff, his uh, his work in the WWE, I don't really watch watch wrestling anymore. But I can respect his athleticism and how how good he is for the company. Things like okay. that. His his energy drink, I can respect his his good hustles. The the hustles that aren't scamming people, I can respect that. So. You know, I, I I do like Logan to a certain extent, but he has made some very dumb decisions. And and for some reason, Jake gets the most hate of the two. Despite Jake is very is very dumb and stupid. Don't get me wrong, but he, when it comes to the big things they both have done, it's like a, a non comparison. Like Logan has done a lot more. Oh yeah. Like you know, but yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> without question. No, I get you. I get you. And I respect that. I mean, if you, if you're a fan of him, you know, by all means, keep going, keep going. But I just, but, no, but yeah, he definitely, like, I don't agree with half of the shit he does. It, it, the, the good things about him are the things I like and the bad things. I pretty much agree with everybody else. Yeah. Um, I get that. And the Elton situation. I don't know. I think I watched the video when you watched it. Like I watched it along with you, but I can't remember too much of it. Like I, I remember bits and pieces of it, but. Yeah, the Elton too much. When he went out to Okigahara, Okigohara, I think is how you pronounce it. When he went out there, he um, basically the entire time was obviously pushing everybody to keep going. And you know, when you look at someone's dead body, it's not like you know being in a funeral home and you see the body in the casket and stuff. It's like when you're out there in the wilderness and you see the aftermath of somebody taking their own life. I feel like that's a bit like, like that's really scarring. Like I could not imagine ever looking at that. Just, Oh my God. Like, right. and he was pushing for everybody, even knowing everybody was already telling him Elton, I don't really think I want to do this. Let's go back. We need to head back. Our flashlights are dying, making almost every excuse on why they should go back. Elton was still like, well, we came out here. We might as well continue. And it was like the vibe that he was giving off I was like, that now. let's do it for the content. And, and it's just, that's right. such a bad taste. It's such a I bad remember. taste. Yeah. And then when they saw it, he literally started talking to the camera and everybody like, why did we, oh, why they, did we keep going? They saw somebody? Yeah. From a distance. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't, I don't remember that part. Surprisingly. Yep. yep. They saw somebody from a distance and he was like, even they were walking back up the hill and Colby was like, was that really? And he's like, yes, Colby. Yes. And then he says, why did we keep going? And I remember my reaction. I out loud said like, because you kept fucking nagging everybody to you, dumbass. <laughs> it's like, what are yeah. you talking about? You, the entire time you're sitting there pushing everybody to keep going to see a body. And then the second you see one, now you're like, why did we do that? It's like, what are you talking about, dude? Okay. Well, I have a question for you then. Yeah. Had that not happened, where would you rank Elton on that list still? Would it still be D? Yeah, you... it, that, that that whole moment it certainly did bring him down a lot for me. I'd probably give him a high C at that point. Okay. Because I there are some things. Comments... Uh, go ahead, sorry. No, no, you're fine. I was just going to say, because there are still some things that he has done in other videos that still annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was probably the most annoying thing he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in your and when you ask like which of these is your favorite or whatever, you ask something similar to that. I'm not sure. Um I said I prefer when they're all together, but I really like I really like Elton sometimes. And the reason I said that, I I think it's more so not the paranormal stuff, but I really enjoy uh TFIL or overnight. I like when they go to these old like abandoned ghost towns and do these yeah. 
these I, I really like the exploring videos of Elton more so than the the paranormal aspect ones because if it's paranormal only, I'll give it to Sam and Kobe. If it's the exploring aspect, I'll probably give it to Elton. Though I really do like Sam and Kobe's um SPLR stuff back in the day. Like I've you know, I've recommended you to watch a lot of those. Uh, yeah, I actually <laughs> I'm actually somebody who actually thinks Sam and Colby are better at the exploring stuff than they are the paranormal. I somewhat agree with that. I, I think it's because maybe it's their humor. Their humor works, but when they're talking about people who killed themselves or they're making fun of the way someone died or insulting a portrait, I'm like, you know, some of your humor would work if it wasn't kind of disrespectful in a sense. And I'm like, well, but their humor, I think it works better when they're actually just out exploring stuff. Right, right, right. You know, but that's just me. That's just me. Not yeah. saying their paranormal stuff is awful. I've enjoyed, obviously, their paranormal stuff too, but. I think if, at this point you've watched more of their more of their uh, paranormal stuff than I have because I haven't watched the last couple of videos from them in a minute. Dude, they're uh, they've done a lot of collaborations with a lot of interest like interesting choices of people to do collaborations <laughs> with. And they had a video with a guy. You know, I th- I know who Carl Jacobs is from Mr. Beast. Mm-hmm. They did one with him and a guy named Foolish from Twitch, and that video. Yeah, I didn't know who that was either until I watched that video. And I, I said, you know, I think Foolish would be probably great on his live streams on Twitch and stuff. But when it comes to the paranormal investigations, that video was a train wreck. And I will stand by that. That video just sucked. Well, that's the thing, right? It's, you don't mesh certain people with certain topics, you know? Um, I was I was worried about Phage Rug being there, but Phage Rug actually was really respectful in the video that yeah. I watched the film. Um, so, you know, it's hit or miss when you do those collaborations with other content creators. But I, Phage Rug did great. I haven't seen the other ones you talked about yet, the Carl, Carl Jacobs one or the Foolish him. I haven't yeah. seen that yet. But yeah, and Phage Rug had a really good video. I, I actually really enjoyed that one. I do like Phage Rug. He's actually yeah one of the better collaborators for Sam and Colby. But yeah, this whole Foolish and Carl Jacobs video, the Carl Jacobs got better when he was actually able to like take it seriously. But the entire time, Foolish was the one person who was trying to crack jokes every two seconds in the video. And he was trying way too hard to be funny. And I think that really took away from everything else. Yeah. And even Isn't... Sam and Colby had to try to be like the serious ones because the, the guests were not being serious at all. Yeah, man. It's a thin line when you're when you're doing content creation about serious topics. It's a really it's a really thin line between how entertaining do you be and how serious do you be, and like yeah. what side, you know. So. Exactly. But uh, like I, I remember back <laughs> back when you were like just starting to watch uh, Sam and Kobe, I remember saying that. Look, I love when all the boys are together, and I think that's that's some of their best videos. But you are going to not like Jake whatsoever because Jake is just not serious. And yeah, I, I gave him an like, F. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I but that. I feel like you know, yeah, with the whole Jake thing, it wasn't. I didn't give him an F because of the person. I just gave him an F because he's not really a good paranormal investigator at all. Yeah. He didn't believe it to begin with. And he certainly didn't believe it afterwards. I, I thought the Queen Mary video kind of changed him a little bit. but I, Well, apparently, you know. I actually heard this from my audience that there was an interview. Well, and I saw clips of the interview where Jake is actually talking to people and they asked him, 
do you believe in the paranormal after investigating with Sam and Colby? And he says he believes it a little less. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. Really? But he said I, something I along those lines. That. Yeah. And that kind of made me a bit like, why would he say that? Like, you know? So Jake's content now is he like true crime stuff? Yeah, like he does a lot of like and... serial killer memorabilia and stuff. Yeah, got you. Okay, which he's better at that, in my opinion, than he was the paranormal. I'd imagine. It, yeah, it seems more of his. I, I don't. Me personally, I'm not into serial killers and things like that, so I don't really watch his single or like his um solo content. But I, I, I when the boys I, were all together, though, I loved it, man. I loved yeah. when we were at the trap house, whatever they called it, man. It was so fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I get that. I agree with that. I mean, for the most part, I mean, I actually liked uh, Colby, Sam, and Corey the most. Yeah. Corey's great. Yeah, I think every, Corey's in awesome. every group he's in. He's just funny. He's naturally funny. He doesn't try too hard. He just says something, and you're laughing. Yeah, and he can be serious too. When it, when exactly, it it, very so. respectful guy. Yeah, Corey's great. Corey's probably my favorite of the group individually because he does honestly every yeah. group that he's in. He fits. He 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 rises to videos quality every time he's in a video. So exactly, I gave him an S. I gave him an S. I gave. Uh, I think it's. Uh, oh my God, Ryan from Twin Paranormal. I gave an S, and I cool. gave Colby an S. I don't know. I've only watched like two videos of Twin Paranormal. I think I've watched. Have they been to um, the Ohio Estate before? Yes, they've been there several times, I want to say. Okay, so I saw that one and I saw one. Was it like Skinwalker Lake or is that, is that one? Yeah, that was, a, that was a solid video. My thing is like, and again, I've always said, I've always said, and I still stand by this because again, I'm not going to be the person who's going to accuse people of faking anything. But I've always said these guys get some of the best paranormal <laughs> evidence I think I've ever seen in my entire life in like the first five seconds of a video. Yet I'm watching everybody else struggle to get anything. Yeah. It blows my mind. And it's every video. It's not like it happens every once in a while. It's like every video they post that I've seen, they're getting some of the craziest evidence ever. Ah, man. I think one of my goals, and like, um, you know, I'm a screenwriter and an author, and I, I I mostly deal with fiction and things like that. But deep down, there is a part of me, because I grew up out here in my hometown just exploring and always in the woods and things like that, that I kind of do want to do paranormal investigations and explore videos. But I, I don't know what's stopping me. I just never got around to it. But right, I imagine right. that, that I would really, really, really enjoy that if I... You know, if I put the time into it, which I won't. On this, be honest here, I'm not gonna do that. But, <laughs> it but, takes a lot, dude. It's like it costs a lot too. It's not just like a, I've people ask me all the time, "When are you gonna do it?" And it's like I need more patrons and channel members before I can do that. And they're always saying, "Why can't you just record on your phone?" And I'm like, "Do you really think a lot of people are gonna click on a video that's recorded on a phone?" Yeah, it's like no. They want really good actual content. They want a good, you know, good camera work. They want, you know, something that feels like they gave a shit when they filmed it. I mean, these are things that a lot of people look for. And I'm like, I, I can't just go out there with the crappiest of cameras and start filming. First mm -hmm. off, I'm a filmmaker at heart. I want to make good content. And if I'm making like crappy content, I'm going to feel bad about that. So if I ever hit my goals on Patreon and, and channel members, like if I hit enough, 
then I'm going to start buying the equipment to do these bigger things. And, you know, it costs so much money to actually like stay a night over at a haunted location. It costs a lot of money. Yeah, it's not just yeah. like a hundred bucks a night. No, they, they charge people. It could be up to, you know, close to a thousand dollars sometimes depending on the location just to stay a night to do a paranormal investigating. And then so, the travel cost on top of it, the travel cost, you have to have, the, you know, cameras, you have to have all of this different equipment and, and, you know, sounds, sound equipment. It's just, you gotta really have the money to go out and do this stuff, especially if you want to actually like film it and mm -hmm. give people good content. And I, I get it all the time. Why don't, why aren't you going out and filming with your phone and stuff? And it's just like, you don't understand that. Yes, I could do that, but I'm also somebody who's been in the YouTube game a lot too. And I don't want to just deliver after like 2000 videos, really crappy videos. Like that makes no sense to me. Yeah. So. Well, I, when you do start that process, I, I, I definitely tune in, man. I love, I love watching stuff like that. I love doing stuff like that. Uh, like, you know, I, the last time we talked, we both told some stories from our hometowns and, legends and stuff we both personally experienced so anything anything else anything new that came up very interesting recently? um we went yard sailing about a month ago and i we came across this yard sale at a very not really broken down house but an older kind of house very small house mm -hmm. and they had a bunch of antiques there like old uh not crappy antiques but in a sense they were kind of worn down antiques and I went into a shed and in the shed, they had a bunch of dolls, clowns, porcelain figures and stuff. And I saw a bunch of clowns. And if anybody knows me, I'm a massive fan of clowns. Yeah. I love them. I, I, I understand people are freaked out by them. I don't think they're freaky, but I saw all these clowns. I mean, some of these clowns were so worn. They were so destroyed. Like if, the second you pick them up, they turn into sand in your hands. Some of them. Mm. and i remember a lady came out and this person was by far so sweet so kind but she did have a kind of stephen king-esque vibe about her mm. to where it's kind of like she like something out of a stephen king novel she came out with like uh crutches or a uh, something to help her walk i can't really remember what it's called yeah but she came out with one of those her feet were swollen she was wearing like a green bathrobe and she looks at me and says do you want all those clowns and she says, you can have them all for 20 bucks. And I only had 20 bucks on me at the time. And I'm like, at this point, this is almost too much of like, it's almost like a rich Stephen King scene that I can't really <laughs> turn it down. So I went ahead and I bought them all. And I bought those clowns and I brought them all back to my house. And ever since I bought those clowns, everybody in my house has said that there's been a different vibe. How so? just eeriness like tension like things have been happening again we've hear, heard walking people like uh slight whispers off in the distance people talking even knowing no one's talking things mm -hmm. along those lines and i can't really explain it besides perhaps maybe when i bought those clowns that maybe there was something off about them man that could definitely be the case i don't do you do you know anything about the uh, the woman? No, just a random person we met yard sailing. Was it her house? Yeah, it was her house. Okay. Uh, 
And was there anything else around that was like strange? Any just a lot of old stuff. A lot of old stuff. Again, like porcelain figures, the old dolls, um, mm. puppets, things like that. Absolutely just eeriness. Yeah, just eerie. Felt like something, again, out of like a Stephen King novel. But I loved that moment so much. I was kind of like, oh, this is like perfect. I'm going to buy these clowns and maybe something's going to happen. <laughs> and uh, there is a bit of an eeriness about certain ones. Not saying they're haunted. I can't, you know, prove that for a fact. But something definitely changed around here when I brought them home. I won't lie about that. That There's something off. Like not long ago, I heard something scratching at my attic door. And I'm going to tell you right now, no one could get up to this attic door. It's sealed off. There's plastic in front of it. Uh, It is locked. There's no way anybody can get up there. And out of nowhere, I'm about to film a video, and I hear some nails going down them. And it's like right in front of my desk. That's crazy. Yeah. And I, I, I stopped everything I was doing and I, you know, I figured it was going to stop the second I moved and it kept going. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's something on the other side of that door and no one can get up there unless they literally climb our entire, like our three story house and goes up and through the attic window. There's no one that can get up there. Did you think about going outside and kind of looking through the window? Like, obviously there's nothing up there, but, um, No, it didn't really cross my mind to, I I guess like I just sat there knowing for a fact that there's no way anybody could get up there. Yeah. That just kind of accepted the fact that I was probably listening to something like a ghost or something scratching on my door. Right. It was weird. It was bizarre. That's never happened before. And it hasn't happened after since like. Man, me personally, there's no way, there's no way I'm taking home anything that looks creepy. (laughs) Yeah, I I got a lot of creepy stuff in this room. I'm not gonna lie. Ah oh, man, I couldn't do it. I my home, man. That's like that's the place where I don't need shit following me, you know. But um, that's that's probably why a lot of people have such a fear of the paranormal. It's like because once you get an attachment or something like that, something follows you home. Your safe zone, which is your house, the place that you go for sanctuary, is now being kind of invaded in a sense. Mm-hmm. And it's just an uneasy feeling, for sure. That night, I told you, me and my cousin went to the the graveyard at like 2 o'clock in the morning. And when we walked out, we felt like we weren't... I I, I told you this last time, but it felt like we walked to like a... Honestly, as cringy as it sounds, it sounded like we just walked... It felt like we walked out of our dimension into like another dimension when we came out of that cemetery. And it was... Completely different vibe. Yes, there was no animals. There, the the bugs that we heard were no longer chirping or whatever the word is for it. It was so still outside when we came out. There were no cars on the street. And granted, we live in a very small town, so there wouldn't be cars on the street at two o'clock in the morning anyway. But you know what I'm saying? Like it just everything felt like it was dead. Like when you pause a, you know, um, those videos on YouTube. It's like 360 video. Yeah. And you know how you can pause it, but you can still move your phone around and look around the, the scenery and whatnot? That's how it felt. It felt like we we were definitely moving, but everything else wasn't. It was just Almost us. Almost felt like you were in like a Slenderman game or something. Yeah. Yeah. Quiet, crazy. nothing around. Yeah. We, I, well, I, I'd imagine it's the same for my cousin, but I didn't experience anything at home. Like, I don't think anything followed or attached to me or whatever the case may be but it, the the feeling that it, just the way I felt when I came out of there was something I haven't felt before 
uh haven't felt it after that was the only time that I ever felt like that uh it was it was definitely crazy and to this day I don't know I don't even know how to explain it properly without like fumbling over myself <laughs> yeah um, but yeah crazy feeling man uh I've been there yeah and is this something about I live I've always lived in the woods I've lived in this town my whole life but it's even even though I'm like in the woods at night and doing stuff outside all the time it's still something about the woods it's still just creepy i don't you can live in the woods your entire life and be a hunter and do whatever you do but everybody has to admit that there is something off about the woods at night for anybody like it's it's just creepy it's definitely a different world compared to like the open area of living in a town just to go out into the woods and just Mm-hmm. there's trees all around you. You don't know what's hiding behind them. You don't know if there's anything watching you from a distance. Yep. Things up in the trees, maybe. I mean, it's just, there's so many possibilities of anything could happen out there. And it's true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, we, it's, you know, I've had my fair share of creepy experiences out here. Like, I told you the one about the, uh, the, the funeral line. Did I tell you that one? The last yeah. Time? Yep. Yes, you yeah. did. I remember that. That that's still something that freaks me out. Something I still don't have an explanation for to this day. Yeah, did uh, you say like the cars were all there and then they were gone? Yep, came around the the, um, the the curve that it's it's a long street, but there is one section that curves off, and once you on that curve, you can't see anything behind you or in front of you until you get on you know either side of the curve. And once we came up up on the hill, it, it was just empty craziest thing that i've ever seen personally i think <laughs> that's almost like residual energy i feel like something that repeats itself maybe it re- it's repeated itself a, a lot so maybe someone had a funeral and it just continues in a loop yeah could be i i didn't i didn't really see i wish i paid more attention to the the cars but obviously we you know when it's happening i didn't think that it was gonna disappear in front of me you know so i didn't pay attention to know if the cars are old or if they're you know whatever the you know things like that so yeah there's there's no telling but no that's i next, wish i paid more attention to it <laughs> that's next level yeah i th- i think i always say that you you would get your paranormal experiences when you're not looking for them you know if you're yeah i feel like if you're out looking for stuff then that's when you're kind of you're either making yourself believe stuff that isn't happening or you just don't get anything at all but when you're just not inspecting stuff is when when it happens in my opinion yeah you know it's kind of interesting because this is another one of those criticisms i always make you know it's always good when you're doing a paranormal investigation to kind of like say how you feel in certain situations Mm. but like a lot of these paranormal investigators right before going to some of these locations even knowing they know for a fact that it has a very dark history they'll automatically start going and saying there's just a different there's just a different vibe in here like you could feel like eyes looking at you and it's like but you're you knew going in there that this place was you know, potentially haunted, you could be paranoid. I mean, true. And they don't think about that stuff when, when filming, it's like, Oh yeah, the energy in here is completely different, but you knew going into it. Like if you were to go into a location without knowing the history of it, and then you're like, why is it so eerie? And you're like, I feel like, you know, there's so much tension and it's like, Oh, well actually this is what happened here. But you knew going in there, what was really yeah. going on and what the place, you know, the history of the place was. Yeah. So I, I kind of don't believe it's paranormal when people are these get investigators go into a location and automatically they they know what's going on. It, I don't believe it because yeah. it's like 
but you know, you're, you, yeah, you might be a little bit paranoid, you know? I remember and, you said that on one video. It was a Simon Kobe video. Yeah. Um, but I think eventually somebody, one of them started getting like sick in a way. Mm-hmm. I, it, but that still could have also been like, you know, so much stress or anxiety or whatever the, you know, whatever the case may I be. I think uh, Selena Spooky Boo in one video got really sick. Ah, and she had okay. to leave. Yeah. Gotcha. Because she's an empath and she was feeling a lot of uh, the stress and the. Right, right. We whatnot. talked about last time, right? Yeah. The, was it Selena or were we talking about the, the other girl? I think we were talking about Amanda at that time. Oh, yeah. Have you seen anything else from her since? Do you still. How do you feel? Do you, do you feel like the stuff that she says is still true or not true? I can't remember what you said the last time, but. I think I said believe- something. I think I said something along the lines of it's not my like place to tell somebody whether or not someone's faking anything or not, because, you know, I'm a content creator too. And yeah. you could always make those arguments about me. And like, for example, like I'm a reactor, people could come at me saying, you know, well, you've watched that several times. And I've had people say that, but no, mm-hmm. the truth is that's my first time watching that video. But you know, you could always make that argument. And for me, it's kind of like the same thing with someone like Amanda to where it's like, I could sit here and say that she's faking that stuff, but, but like, there's really no actual physical evidence I could prove to prove that. Right. And again, it's not really my place. I personally, like, I think, I think it's always interesting when I see a moment happen, like every time it's like, this is not just Amanda, but a lot of people to where something happens, right? Like something gets moved or someone sees something out of the corner of their eyes and they say Mm -hmm. it and Amanda's there. And Amanda says, you know, it's kind of funny that you say that because I actually had just seen and I'm like, oh, so now you bring it up after someone says something. <laughs> so I've seen moments like that. And I'm like, that eh, doesn't really, I like, I hope she can see my point and everybody else's point when we say stuff like that, because it's like kind of the vibe you give off when you don't mention anything until after someone acknowledges it, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I don't, uh, it's not, I don't usually just sit there and contemplate whether somebody's faking something or not. You know, it's just it's whatever. But I, I do, sometimes she does say she say things that's like like actually crazy. Like, yeah, there's some it, impressive some, moments. Yeah, for sure. And then other times, like like the stuff, like the example you just gave right there. It's it's times like that too where I'm just, you know, what whatever though. It's I'm I'm like fifty fifty, but that's with everybody, you know. When it comes it's, to psychic mediums, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm basically the same. And one of the reasons why I'm 50, 50, and I have a good reason why, by the way, too, um, there was a, a girl who went missing around our area, uh, Madison Bell. I'm not sure if you remember that whole situation, but there was no, a girl. You, you did mention it before, but yeah, I, don't, a, I don't, I never knew. Yeah. There was a girl named Madison Bell who went missing about 15 minutes away from my house, actually. And everybody was saying that the mother and her boyfriend, Madison's boyfriend, had an affair and killed her. Well, that's what everybody was saying. Whoa. And there was a psychic medium on YouTube, and I cannot remember her name, but I went back to that video afterwards. But there was a psychic medium who was doing tarot card readings, confidently saying that Madison was murdered by her mom and buried on that property, and that the police needed to go there and get the dogs because they were 100% going to find her body. Well... Two days later, guess what happens? It was, she. It was true. She was. It Madison was Bell was perfectly fine. She ran away from home. 
Oh Jesus. Okay. That's and a now, way better outcome. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and now and now the psychic medium having everybody on a completely like pissed off that like she had everybody feeling like that she was murdered. She was, you know, saying all these false accusations against the mother who clearly loved her daughter and and you know against the boyfriend, but it wasn't true. And I went over there to make a comment saying, wow, you just, you know, you're a piece of a work, right? And she had removed all the comments and deleted the video. Jesus. But she was confident and you couldn't tell me otherwise. She, when she was saying all this stuff, she was like telling people for a fact that Madison was dead on that property and we needed to get the police out there because we were going to find a body. Uh, I'm glad that she was very much so wrong. That that would have been horrible. Yeah. Jeez. yeah, she she was alive. I guess what the whole situation was is that she was kind of she dumped her boyfriend, and I guess her parents wanted her to be with this boyfriend, and she didn't want that, so she ran off and found someone else. That was what really happened. I'm glad she's okay though. That, that, yeah, that would have sucked if that was like the actual situation. I'm glad that she was. <laughs> yeah, full you, of shit. You did mention that though. Uh, I, I'm not going to say that, but yeah, you, uh, I mean, that lady kind of was, yeah, <laughs> you did mention that the last time I just, I don't, I didn't remember how it turned out, but, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it, that was a, that was one of the reasons why psychic mediums. Cause I was actually kind of like, I was into it. Right. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I was a little bit naive. I was a little bit into what she was saying. It's like, there's a good possibility. Maybe she was murdered. And the second she announced that she was perfectly fine and just ran away from home, I immediately went back there because I fell for it too. So I felt like an idiot. And I was going to give her my two cents, right? I was going to be like, hey, you know, maybe actually know what the hell you're doing before you start <laughs> going out there making accusations against people you don't even know. True. And uh, yeah. yeah, that well, lady. I, illegal, right? You, oh, yeah. That- Okay. I'm sure it is. I'm sure. But she deleted the video and everything. So I guess that's good enough. But at the same time, it's like, I really hope you stay away from psychic medium shit like forever. But does she still make content? Or you just don't know? Cause you don't I, I don't know if she does or not. I, I can't remember her channel name. I just know. I just remember like the actual footage of her, like in her living room with the lights turned off, had a lamp on and was like looking at her tarot cards and stuff. Mm. Well, thank goodness she was okay. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, thankfully she was but... fine. Yeah. Ah <laughs> uh, man, do you um? So, one more thing that we could talk about because I'm sure you're probably busy and want to wrap stuff up. Uh, one more yeah. thing though, Scream Six. We got it's my my favorite movie franchise of all time. How'd you feel about it? I haven't I haven't seen you know what you uh, Scream Scream's your favorite uh movie franchise. Oh yeah, Scream One is my favorite movie of all time, actually. So yeah, Scream is my definitely my favorite franchise. Uh, and how did uh, you feel about Scream Six? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Cool, dope. It was um, it was better. It was. I think it was because it tried something different. Mm-hmm. They wanted to do it somewhere else besides Woodsboro. You know, you don't have to be like a Friday the Thirteenth or a Nightmare on Elm Street. You don't have to take place in on Elm street or camp crystal Lake, you can go out and do other things, different places and still make it work. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, scream scream one is by far the best one in the franchise, hands down bar none, Mm -hmm. but, uh, scream six probably is the second best. If I had to be honest. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I'd probably put it, I'd probably put it up there. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'll, I got my official ranking like all the time. 
because I've watched these movies so many times, I just know exactly where I rank each one. I always okay. say that it's Scream 1, then Scream 4, and then Scream 6, and then 5, and then 3, and then 2. Scream 2 is my least favorite. Scream like 2 is lot. probably the most boring, yeah. Yeah, that's what... Bro, I always get shit for saying that because, you know, people just consider it to be the perfect sequel. But And maybe it is the perfect sequel, but... For some people. Yeah, like, but it's so safe like yeah it is yeah it's just scream one well it's kind of the case of like why would i watch scream two when it's just scream one again i would just watch scream one there's no there's no reason for me to watch scream two over scream one unlike with the rest of the movies they are all different you know (laughs) yeah yeah i'd probably i'd probably go my list is probably pretty close to you i'd probably go scream scream six scream four uh Scream 5, probably. Scream 3, and probably Scream 2, yeah. I'd probably be pretty close to where you are. I think we just have Scream 6 and 4 switched around. Yeah. I mean, and I can switch Scream 6 or Scream 4. It, it, they're, they're really close to me. Scream 5 I, is also really close, honestly. I will say, though, where Scream 4 almost takes over Scream 6 is the reveal of the killers. Jill was fantastic once you see yeah. that. Was, that was like, the, it's still my favorite killer reveal in the entire franchise, still. Sc- it, she was she was phenomenal. I mean, for me, Stu is my personal favorite ghost face. Oh yeah, same for sure. But, uh, <laughs> but Scream Six, when it when it came to around the killers, I just didn't care. I I literally did not I care. Agree. I was like I was like, oh, that is disappointing. <laughs> like that. I I agree. Honestly, Scream Kirby would have been a better a better killer in that movie. Scream Six. That's the only the only nitpick I have with Scream Six is that it just dropped the ball in the third act. Not even the third act. Just like the the final scenes, really. Not the entirety of the third act, but once it got there, you know, it kind of dropped it for me. That's my only yeah. complaint with that movie. Um, I was actually hoping it was going to be a cult of people who followed like Ghostface's ideology and stuff. Like I like you know, like a yeah. whole bunch of nerds or something dressing up like Ghostfaces and. <laughs> I would have been more down with that than like, oh, it's just a family getting revenge. We have not, have we seen this? You know, have not seen this before. It is literally Scream Two. It that's exa- it literally is. Yeah, even the setting, like taking place in like a theater, is is, is Scream Two. But a hundred percent. Me personally, I wanted it to be Stu coming back, and I still have hope for him coming back. I think they're. I think it's going to happen. I do at too. some point. It has to. <laughs> I think. Um, I think Stu should be. I've even said this many times. It's like you know, it, it might not be realistic, but at this point, the Scream franchise um, likes to take risks in some ways. In a sense, yeah. if they were to go down that odd immortality route, like kind of like Jason or Freddy Krueger or somebody, maybe like they wanted their ideal ideal Ghostface. Yeah, I think Stu would be the perfect choice. To be that, they, like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, no, no, you're fine. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, it's just Stu is already supposed to return. You know, yeah, he, that that was the original plan. There are little Easter eggs in Scream Five and Scream Six that suggest that he's still alive. So it's like it, it would just be to to not bring him back for Scream Seven, which is like the the conclusion to the trilogy. Like, come on, man! Like, it, yeah. it has to be him. Like, he he has to return. It has to be him. <laughs> exactly. I I completely agree with that. Uh, he and Matthew Lillard. I have no doubt wants to come back and do it. I would. Oh yeah, he said it multiple times. Yeah, in multiple interviews. Get him like now ASAP. Get him now before he decides he's getting too old and decides not to do it anymore. 
Ah, man, dude. Stu is the best part of Scream 1. Uh, Stu is my second favorite character in the whole franchise right after Dewey. So, uh, Yeah, cool. what, what part five did to Dewey was unforgivable almost. <laughs> I thought it was just the fact that they made him look like an idiot before he died. Yeah. I just didn't like that. I'm like, this guy obviously knows the rules of a horror movie. Why would you go back alone first off and get that close to the killer? Why would you do it? I just don't like it was Amber to kill them. It doesn't. But hey, it's what, whatever. You know, we're past it. <laughs> yeah, we're past it. But yeah, Dewey was my Dewey was actually my favorite character too. And it's just like the way they handled him was just like, uh, he was the best part about that entire movie in my opinion. Yeah, I was gonna say, considering how well they did him before he died, like, ah, man, Dewey, Dewey is such a great. They even they even said in the Scream Six, like Dewey, Dewey's the fan favorite. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Me personally, if one of them had to die, I wish it would have just been Gail. But I know that you can't, you can't do that. They're not gonna do that. Uh, but a lot of people agree that, you know, somebody has to die. Don't let it be. Dewey's like the heart of the movies. Like, don't, you can't, you can't not have Dewey in a movie, but. <laughs> Honestly, but hey. yeah. Gail, Gail, in my opinion, would have been a better choice to go out. Yeah, but, you know, what can but you But I do? get it. I get Whatever. it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, man, Jordan, it's been great having you on. You know, you, you're free to come back anytime you want to. It doesn't matter. We can talk. Hell, if you want to talk again tomorrow, some shit is completely fine with me. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, do it. Get a YouTube channel going. I'll give you a shout out. Hi, ever. Um, this isn't like I'm done with my season one of the podcast, and this technically isn't season two, and like in between seasons. But when once season two starts up, would be my YouTube. Uh, hell yeah, it'd be my YouTube channel. So yeah, hell yeah, man. <sighs> We're working on it, but um. But anyway, appreciate you stopping by. Like, yeah, like I said, appreciate you having anytime. me. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, anything you want to say before we before we end it? Um, I guess uh, follow me on um, YouTube, Instagram, all of that great stuff. Yeah, I think Linktree dash Jcart's arts probably. Yeah, you can follow me on anything. That's pretty much. There you go. I yeah. will, I would. I'll link your um your stuff so that people can just click on it. But. There you go, guys. Follow my boy Jordan, J Cards Arts, YouTube, Instagram, whatever, wherever he is. He makes good content. He's very knowledgeable about the paranormal. So if you're into that, definitely give him a follow. But um, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. Hell yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of The Real Reese. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.